welcome to another episode of the Stricken Lawn Podcast. Uh, I am Pierce, and I'm back with Zach and Paul to talk about football. Zach, hello. How are you? How are things? I am good. I am good. I am back in Charlottesville. Um, got to go to one UVA football practice uh, right. as official media. Right. And I was going to go tomorrow, and they are no longer opening that practice up to Aww. the media. So that's a bummer. It's Not even for- to students? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, I've tried to play both cards. Like, at yeah, one point, exactly. <laughs> they kicked the media out uh, after 30 minutes of practice. And I was like, so if I just like pull out my student ID, can I just stand here? Like, I'm here for tryouts. The- <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're working on my punting coach. Yeah, yeah. Like, put me in a linebacker. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to be back in Charlottesville. Uh, the coaching right. staff was on the lawn giving out free ice cream yesterday. So obviously we're about to have a 12 and 0 season. Did you um, go get any? I didn't. They ran out after half an hour and I had a class. Oh. So sounds yeah. like our coaching staff are bad planners. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Plan, plan not, not a great thing for the new no the game new, plan. The Elliott regime bad at event plan. <laughs> All right. Paul, I haven't officially welcomed you. Hello. Thank you uh, for howdy, joining howdy. us again. Of course. All it's, a, well. it's a football week, so here I am. Football week, as will be uh, many weeks in our in our future this fall. That I, I know we're uh, getting together a tailgating preview article, and I was thinking to myself, I can't really write uh, the weather's turning because uh, right. yeah. it's not, <laughs> and, it's, and it's not. Gonna. By the time we publish it, yeah, but <laughs> maybe in November. Well, uh, anyway, but. Nonetheless, football season is basically here. Uh, you you have under uh, a week countdown, dear listener, under 48-hour countdown. Is it Saturday that these uh, week zero games are, are kicking off nationally? And uh, the Who's, of course. And internationally. And, oh, right, Ireland of course. Game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that, I, did you all see, uh, was it Roger Sherman um, pointing out that uh, the big block red letter N is the same signage used for new drivers in Ireland. So it's a very common thing to see on the back of car windows is a big red end to signify, you know, like this is your learner's permit driver or something like right. patience. So now there's people in Dublin going like, who are all these people like, really proud of why their, is this, their why is this bus driver yeah. new yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> given the uh the performance of nebraska marking them with a these people don't know what they're doing and are likely to crash at any moment yeah. seems about right well any anyhow uh the the who's uh start things off on the third at 12 30 hosting the spiders of richmond and this is our season preview episode. So uh, these tend to take a lot of time because shockingly we uh, sports blockers like to hear ourselves talk. So let us go ahead and jump right into a preview uh, game by game and and we'll make our predictions. And, you know, we don't have to run down um, too many players from each team or or repeat the fact that Brennan Armstrong is very good over and over, but, you know, want to give you an idea of what to expect from 
these games um a lot are unknowns i mean if you've been listening obviously you know that we've been bouncing around the idea that it's going to be hard to make sense of what to expect from uva until we see some of these games because of those big unknowns on the offensive line and new coaching staff etc cetera, etc cetera. so bear with us as we wildly stab uh with various levels of optimism or pessimism and uh start things off with the Richmond spiders uh Paul I'll, I'll start with you what's a you know what's the headline of a, a preview for uh, uh this matchup please God don't blow it as, <laughs> as somebody who had had seasons of of my undergrad time begin with losses to William and Mary and my time as a season ticket holder began with a loss to Richmond at one point um this is this is one of those you know this it's mm. it's not exactly a you know, oh yeah, if you win, the season's in good shape. It's not that kind of barometer. It's a, if you can't even win here. Uh, so that's, I, you know, I'm sure Richmond's, a, they've been a good, a decent team in, in um, their conference for, you know, off and on for, for the past couple of decades. And, and, you know, certainly plenty of familiarity with, with a bunch of folks who are, um, you know, from the Commonwealth. Um, but this is one of those, if, if you can't win this one, it's going to be a long 12 weeks. Now, that being said, there should be little expectation for Virginia to do otherwise than win this one. Right. Of course. All right. Well, Zach, you are a child of Virginia lacrosse and growing up in Tony Bennett basketball land. So I know you have stars in your eyes and things are all sunshine and rainbows when it comes to UVA sports experience. But, uh, we're talking about football now <laughs> and uh, national championship. All right. All right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the, the spiders? I think that they're not like just Richmond as a team is good. Uh, their head coach basically went and raided the entire VMI offense last year, took their offensive coordinator, best wide receiver and uh, quarterback who transferred to Maryland. Um, that's a uh, Risadinsky, I believe. You know, they, they have a couple of weapons on offense. They have experienced guys. Um, I believe a decent, decent offensive line, and they have some – not that experience means everything. We know that, um, especially defensively. But they have some returners at linebacker, at cornerback. They're lacking on the defensive line. Um, so, you know, good news is UVA has – yeah, they, they don't have much on the offensive line. So, um mm-hmm. It's sort of a question mark. Can you exploit their weakness? Then again, it's Richmond, it's Virginia, it's Brennan Armstrong in this wide receiving core. You'd expect that, you know, fortunately, if there's going to be a lack of pass rush, um, if there's a lack of pass rush, um, Brennan's going to be able to just yeah. carve up the other defense or the Richmond defense. And um, and then on the, other, on the other side of the ball, it's really just a matter of, you know, containing because you'd expect us to be able to put up probably 40 points on Richmond's defense. I mean, gotcha. not to, you know. Yeah. Well, is there a line for this game out yet? Is anybody? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. I had um, not seen one. Probably. I don't, I don't know day. that there might be one yet. Yeah, exactly. So uh, regardless, I think I speak for all of us that we're going to predict a, at least end result, comfortable win. Uh, some is audio format. So uh, affirmations. Yes. yes. Win. All right. Confirmations. All right. Excellent. So let's move on to a a more interesting um, out of conference matchup in game two is on the road in Illinois, uh, which is a rematch from 
uh, last year's. Uh, remember, it was an 11 a.m. kick uh, hosting the, the Illinois last the Illini last year. Uh, Virginia beat the tar out of the visiting fighting Illini 42 to 14. But um, that Illinois team, you know, was going through its own transition and tended to. Uh, I would say it's fair to say they they came around by the end of their year overall. So I wouldn't expect. Again, it's a you know it's a road game this time, but also I, you shouldn't expect this to be the cakewalk. I think um, that last year's game was. So Paul, when you're looking at this Illinois matchup, um, you know where do you think things on, on either side of the ball or, or line up. Anytime you're facing a Brett Bielema team, you know, it's, it's the physicality that, that you're expecting. Um, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit on, on a prior podcast of, of the idea that, you know, last year was um, very one-sided, but now you sort of wonder if the teams have roles a little bit reversed, you know, not just the location of the game being out in Champaign this year, but, you know, a, a team that was, Get, just getting its feet established under under Bielema last year um, is now they've had a year to get into that. They've had another recruiting cycle um, versus a Virginia team that, yeah, we returns a lot of stuff, but is trying going to be trying out some new schemes, some new systems, has a lot of, lot of personnel turnover. So um, I think this is going to be a really physical early road test. Um, this is going to be a good gauge for um, how much the offensive line at Virginia has come together or come along uh, in the offseason. And it'll be a good test for that. Yeah, we've heard a lot, a lot of, of positive remarks about defensive line depth and, and the number of guys they can play. That's going to be, I think, a really important thing for, for the Hoos to be able to, to pull out a win on, on the road in Illinois. And so, Zach, when you look at Illinois' growth or, or you know, what to expect with the, ch- the changes that the Hoos have gone through, um, you know, how confident are you in a road win? You know, I think this this game sort of fits in the category closer to what, you know, Paul mentioned the Richmond game wasn't, was, you know, if you win that game, it's at least a little bit of a barometer of we're going in the right direction. Losing that game, it's not as, it's not losing to Richmond, but it's, it, it, it complicates things because then you're looking down the schedule and you're saying, okay, these other road games could be an issue for us. I think, um, you know, today, I believe it was, um, Illinois announced that, that the Syracuse transfer, uh, Tommy DeVito is their starter starting quarterback rather mm. than, um, returner, uh, Art Sikowski. Um, I'm not sure what to make of that. I think the last time, um, DeVito played like significant snaps, uh, as a starter was 2019, um, so obviously he has experience, um, but it, it's what Paul said. Illinois is physical. They, they're they're going to rely on their running back uh, in Chase Brown. I, think, I believe he was third team Big Ten last year. Um, they're going to try and run the ball down UVA's throats. It'll be a good test, sort of, at, you know, Paul, Paul said it best, with, with the defensive line. Has UVA improved its run defense? And then on the other side of the ball, it's a matter of, yeah, can the offensive line hold up? I, I, I'm basically just repeating Paul here, but yeah, no I think I think there's there's a good chance of winning this game. I think that um, UVA has more um, like you know sort of overwhelming positives on, on this team, and, and and we know that. I don't need to rehash that. Um, I'm expecting a win. You know, I think it'll definitely obviously be closer than last year. I was thinking last year's game was probably I'm blanking on, but was it closer early on and then it got stretched out? uh sure yeah i mean i yeah. i'm not looking at the game recap but i mean it was a blowout <laughs> i mean yeah i think i think everyone's expecting this to be closer and if they lose this that's probably a bit of a problem um but 
I, I think they should should handle business. Obviously, UVA's had trouble on the road, but hopefully Tony Elliott can turn that around. All right. So, I mean, we've got you on the record you know, calling a win here. Paul, are you lining up the same way? I'm going to put this one down as, as a, a close loss early in the year uh, mm-hmm. with, with the optimistic view that a close loss early in the year could be a, a good lesson for that helps them down the road. Interesting. Interesting. Um, uh, I'm going L I'm going L it's a, it's there are too many question marks and like everything you said, uh, I, I'm just a pessimist about football, I guess, but, uh, uh, you know, road opener, Big Ten team uh, with a year under their belt with that staff. Zach, you have something to add? I think it makes sense. Like if they're going to lose an early game, it's going to be this one um, because the first, uh, you know, it's a backloaded schedule. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's reasonable that they could lose this, but. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Well, sorry, everyone, to to already jump into being uh, downers uh, about this, but uh, let's let's go back to uh, a home state, uh, Commonwealth hosting uh, ODU uh, in in Charlottesville, visiting two o'clock uh, September seventeenth. Uh, Old Dominion, no stranger to pulling off upsets over uh, its Power Five uh, Commonwealth brethren, but. Uh, any reason, Paul, to think that um, this is the ODU team capable of uh, pulling off one of those upsets this season? I, th- I mean, there's certainly plenty of reason to. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. you know, Ricky Ronnie did a good, really good job. Uh, you know, former offensive coordinator at Penn State you know, it was hired before the 2020 season, but uh, they didn't end up having a season because of, of the pandemic that year. And in last year, what was essentially his first season, um, they managed to make a bowl game. Um, you know, finished, finished six and seven with a loss in the bowl game. Um, so you, you know, you look at their roster, they've got, they've filled out a lot of guys from Juco or transfers from, you know, from power five schools or, you know, you look at Tennessee, Minnesota, there are schools like that kind of all over the ODU roster, um, as well as players from very recognizable Virginia schools, you know, they've built the profile that you'd expect of a decent to good G5 team uh of recruiting well in state you you Mm. look at look at the roster and see high schools like lake taylor and phoebus and and some of the you know deep run and um schools from up in northern virginia as well um so i i yeah there's there's reason to be worried but again this is a game that virginia should be able to handle um you know it's an opponent that's going to come in juiced um they're going to be looking to you know build off that legacy of of you know them beating tech a few years ago um so I, I think I think it will be tough, uh, but I think you know Virginia. I think will will end up whole, pulling out a win in the end, um, and sort of defending the the home soil again. All right, uh, Zach, are you, are you calling a another dub? Yeah, no, I, I think so. I mean, ODU yeah. they similar to Illinois a little bit last year in a lot of ways. They came on late. They started year one and six, um, and then won five straight games before the for the bowl game that Paul mentioned and, and, you know, their quarterback um, Hayden Wolf, who was a freshman last year, he, his sort of rise as a passer was what really triggered that. Um, And, you know, they they have a successful um, running back coming back in, in in Blake Watson over a thousand years or a thousand yards last year, excuse me, with eight touchdowns. So they have some guys, Um, but I'm with Paul, you know, it's home, it's UVA, especially if they are coming (laughs) off. It's 
Okay, no, that's, like that using, was a basketball. It's, it's that was, actually, that was <laughs> it's UVA ODU is what I meant. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, it's it's little brother stuff, especially if they're coming off an, uh, an Illinois loss. You'd yeah. think that they could. Um, that's very true. Together. Yeah. I had I had four hours of classes today, Pierce. You know, it, it, it's it's not. Listen, man. I've been. Yeah, it's own, there's a lot of just lot of own stuff it. On the brain. Like yeah. you're you're in the thick of it. You you know UVA is the best. And that's just exactly like, that's it's all like good. what Tony Elliott said. I'm already planning to to you yeah. know to, to make the trip for the national hang the banner. Yeah, we're we're raising money for the street and lawn flight. Like we're <laughs> we're doing this. All right. Well, I do think you make a good point that if they were to lose at Illinois, yeah. But I think even regardless, I think of regardless of what happens at Illinois, this is not anyone in it, it, obviously the coaching staff, but I don't think anyone's looking at ODU as a as a cakewalk. Um uh and, and so i think the team will will show up for it. um but if they were to lose at illinois then you know they're gonna you know light a fire on their ass and i'd like to change my prediction i think they're gonna be illinois so my podcast my really? rules i get to change my prediction um so i have them at three and oh also beating odu so does zach and paul at two and one going into game number four uh which is the 23rd syracuse on the road night game in the dome the dome previously named carrier dome against some former uva coaching staff so some some juicy writing headlines or some juicy leads coming out of this one but syracuse you know, we've seen the uh, coach on the hot seat replacing his entire offensive staff game before. It, has it ever worked? Can someone out there find me an example of a cleaning house on one side of the ball in a sinking ship being then successful? I don't know. That's your homework assignment, uh, listeners. And uh, Paul, I'm not going to put you on the spot with that question. My question I is think 2019 LSU. Yeah, you know, you would think like Alabama tends to yeah, cycle through OCs. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't count. So like, Anyways. yeah, like they falter. So they're, they're and I guess LSU has had some. Damage. Yeah, uh, interesting. Interesting. I'll look into it. So tell me about the orange. Uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, you know, pegged is it's the revenge game um, of of however, Dr. Bob and, and Jason Beck uh, felt about their their leaving Charlottesville. Um yeah, it's it's the beginning or, or or sort of the front end of a stretch of four straight home games that that Syracuse has, uh, admittedly against teams more like Wagner uh, than against Virginia. Um, so this is I, very similar to how Virginia is going to have a lot of question marks of what are they? We know mm. they have tools, but what are they going to do with them? Um, it's almost the a little bit of the flip question I think for Syracuse. If we know they're going to have this scheme, what are the tools they have? for pulling it off. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I can see it being going either way of, of you know, those former UVA coaches knowing how to exploit UVA defensive weaknesses they saw every day for a few years. Um, but I'm going to buy into the narrative that an improved Virginia defense uh, is able to surprise Dr. Bob. And we finally are on um, the, the good end of Robert and I's game management and play calling. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I wonder how many football players they have for someone else instead mm. of players now. So I'll if, put this one down as a win. I think he owes us a uh, backwards pass to offensive tackle. I'm saying that's I I couldn't agree more. 
right. So, so uh, Paul definitively calling a win. Uh, Zach, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at saying that we're three and zero, and and starting to get nervous that I'm being too optimistic. I I still think we we win this game. Um, Syracuse is probably going to challenge the offensive line. Um, significantly i mean the defensive coordinator tony white likes to throw weird blitz packages at you um and with this new young offensive line are they going to be able to communicate are they going to have your inexperienced offensive line are they going to be able to communicate and have sort of the um, familiarity with each other to sort of sustain that i mean we've seen in camp I, even elliot said i think we talked about on a podcast once that tony elliot said early on in camp that they haven't had the same five guys two straight days he said it the other day so like they, they still haven't gotten yeah. sort of guys consistently. And you see that right now. I mean, Jonathan Leach is probably the start writing or the starting right tackle. Good God. Um, is that wait, wait, he, he'll be fine. Probably become Richmond. He just has a small wrap on his hand. I saw him walking around grounds with it. Um, but breaking, breaking yeah. inside scoop. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no idea the number of athletes who I like write down like, oh, someone's wearing a boot. Oh, um, creepy. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like I'm like following them. I'm like, oh, I have class in five minutes, but wait a second. Let's see if there's a limp there. Yeah, um, and but anyway, and, and, and uh, Syracuse has some some cornerbacks. Um, Garrett Williams and, and Deuce Chestnut are, are two names there. Um, obviously, UAS wide receivers are their wide receivers, but I think the offense could be tested a little bit um on the other side of the ball yeah I, I i agree with paul hopefully that the new and improved uva defense can can handle dr bob and and perhaps has some idea of you know the trickery that is coming their way i think this is a win i'm getting nervous starting four now um but that's the thing with this schedule is that there, there are some some wins early on um it's not fun going up to new york and syracuse to play but i think they should get the job done all right, I predict a loss because uh, they're gonna not win. All right, so that puts me at three and one, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul at three and one, and Zach at four no. I believe yeah, so. After yes. after the ACC uh, opener, so I guess yeah, zero and one to start ACC play. But the good news is coming to town, or no, going on the road, but uh, playing next the Duke Blue Devils who still technically have a football team for now. <laughs> I think I think the crushing doom of conference realignment has, might have Duke fans going like, you know what? Shuttering football might not be a bad idea. Uh, but for now, Paul, uh, what, what do you see from this Blue Devils squad? So according to Bill Connolly's SP Plus preseason rankings, which take into account you know, recruiting over the last several years, returning production, a lot of different sort of factors. Um, Duke is down in the the, the low hundreds, uh, 119th out of 131 FBS teams this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just sort of numerically speaking, uh, they're worse than ODU. Mm-hmm. So even, even granting Duke the uh, home field advantage, which again, kind of a stretch given that they play in a high school field hockey stadium. Um, that's still only half full. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If this one's, this, this is one of those, if it's anything other than a win, the back half of the season, which we're about to talk about is going to be yeah. painful. Yeah. Uh, so I, this one's, this one's gotta be a win or there's going to be a lot of, lot of discomfort. All righty. Mr. Zach. 
this is the, I, I, at this point in the season, UVA should be on track. This shouldn't be, it's still an ACC game, so it shouldn't be one of those that, that sneaks up on you. Um, and Duke just doesn't have much. They, they just don't. And I, I don't know. UVA is a better team. Um, if they can't win on the road in this game, then I don't know what that says about their you know success at, in Blacksburg. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is a win. And I hate that I'm now 5-0. and I feel like I'm very naive with that. But um, I'll, I'll throw some losses in Oh, sweet summer child. No, five and zero. I'm I'm going win for all the reasons you talked about. This this is a win, and if it's not, then we can shutter our football program. Um, not that I'm saying to do that. Don't worry. Okay, uh, four and one for me, and one and one ACC. Four and one for Paul, and five and oh for Zachary. Um, and up next, homecomings presented by UVA Health, hosting the Louisville Cardinals. Charlottesville, Virginia, our bitter rivals from the Atlantic Division, the Louisville Cardinals. They're still divisions this year, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> they, they still count as oh, Atlantic yes. Division rivals. Yeah. All right. Um, coming to town, uh, you know, UVA and Louisville have had a very entertaining football rivalry. Maybe not quite as entertaining as the basketball rivalry, as UVA fans would say. But uh, if you remember last year, Louisville game was one of the close wins for Virginia that came down to um, essentially came to yeah miss kick uh, from the opposing team. So uh, Virginia gets Louisville at home this year, and you know uh, for for Zach a chance to go three and zero in the ACC, start three and zero for uh, Paul and I two and one in the ACC. I mean a, a, a winnable game against a decent team. No, Paul, what do you think? Winnable, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year showed us that. Um, and Louisville is one of those, eh, I don't know, teams. I feel like almost every season um, that you know, Scott Satterfield's had a great record, a great, a great past. It hasn't quite translated uh, in in Louisville the way that I'm sure a lot of their fans hoped when he he came in from um, Appalachian State. I think mm-hmm. is what he came from, right? Appalachian State, yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I, it's, this is one of those, yeah, probably it's winnable. Um, it's a home game that's got the going for the who's, but, uh, unlike Zach, I've been around this long enough to not be comfortable with three and O in conference and five and one overall going into a, the, the mid season buy. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and put this one down as a loss just cause, oh, but, just cause vibes, but you already picked the, the Q's loss, right? Or no, that was the Illinois loss. Oh, okay, I got you. All right, all right. Yeah. Two and one, two and one. All right. Um, yeah, I will say, Zach, if I to to preempt uh, the Vegas likes UVA more um, uh, across the season predictions, like odds, odds yeah. to, and you know, I think some of that has to do with the strength of the Atlantic, but even like over under win total odds to win the ACC, et cetera, favor the who's. So um, what we don't have game line there. I mean, that's a little bit of, of a comfort. Um, but Zach, what do you see when you look at uh, Louisville? You know, I, I think this is the one that they lose in the first half, but before the bye, um, you know, Malik Cunningham obviously has plenty of experience and they have guys back on offensive. Maybe they have four returners on the offensive line. They're going to be able to run the ball. Well, 
Um, and so I, I think that they're going to be able to put points up on the board. And we saw last year that they contained UVA until really that late third quarter, fourth quarter stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, you know, just for the sake of they're going to lose one of the first six games, you know, I, I think that this is a game that, that UVA will lose. There's um, Louisville did well to bring in a couple transfers um, with two running backs and, and, and string their defense a little bit as well um, via the portal. So, yeah, I, I think this is a close one. I think, you know, it, it ends with a field goal. And maybe this year, you know, it doesn't – Louisville doesn't miss that. <laughs> I, I do think it, it looks like a game that, you know, comes down to who's going to make the stops when they yeah. need to. And you got to give it to Louisville's defense uh, if you're comparing the two. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised by the new coaching staff and then uh, and, and the uh, – particularly the defensive side of the ball there. So I think this is one we could feel more optimistic about after seeing both of these teams play a few games very, very easily. We could change our minds, but I'm going to go ahead and predict a loss um, for all the reasons that were stated. So uh, the next game on our schedule is a road game, ACC night game against Georgia tech. Uh, So the rambling wreck, down in Atlanta, Paul, uh, what are you seeing? I will trust Jeff Collins when I am given a reason to, mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I don't yet. Um, I, I've seen more than one uh, preview article talking about Georgia Tech referring to um, the transfer Hail Mary, um, that the number of bodies that they brought in through the transfer portal, um, you know, losing a running back like Jameer Gibbs to Alabama, um, there was a ton of talent on this team last year and it's still underwhelmed. Um, so whether in implementing a new scheme, uh, a new offensive scheme with Chip Long, whether they can replace any of that backfield production that Jameer Gibbs brought them. Um, I think there's too many questions here. Um, you know, you get the combination of UVA coming off of a bye week while Tech's got the short week. Um, I think that there's enough, um, enough question marks about Georgia tech this year that I, I think, I think Jeff Collins could be sitting on a very, very warm stool um, by the time it, it mm-hmm. gets to this point in the season. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to pick UVA in this one just because there's so much uncertainty as to who's even going to be playing for Georgia tech, much less how well they're going to play. All right. So, I mean, that's seven games and you're uh, five and two, right? Yeah. yeah. We're, we'll, take right. A turn. we'll take a turn here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Carey. Yeah, I, I echo most of what Paul said. I think Georgia Tech is just too much of a question mark. Um, even on the road, I, I think this is a win. I think they bounce back after losing to Louisville. They get that bye week. They get some time. Um, and, and they'll take this win, which they're going to need, as Paul alluded to. They're going to need this win going into the back half um, of the schedule. So I think I have them at six and one. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And um yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, Paul, I think like the bye week is just the cherry on top, right? To feel optimistic about this. So that's a a good point. And uh especially with this being a new coaching staff for the Who's, having that bye week to sort of address whatever um, you know, immediate changes they might see and how they're doing whatever it is that they're doing, plus, like you said, the wheels falling off (laughs) in Atlanta uh, set up well for the who's to pick up a road win. So uh, unless I'm wrong at counting, I think I'm also at five and two because I changed my Illinois 
prediction as is my right uh real, real quick note before we move on uh-huh. uh i at least misspoke georgia tech also has a bye week the week before so oh, to, gotcha. the extent, to the extent the bye week was the tiebreaker in any of this which it was not uh <laughs> that is something that both teams will have going for them uh but i don't think it will. Be well i like the impact that it can have on the, with for the who's in particular regardless sure. i mean obviously sure. it's it's good no matter who you are but um uh, so that is a thursday night game also against georgia tech so coming back next week but as a saturday night game so you get a little bit more rest um is hosting the miami hurricanes in charlottesville and uh the yet again that was one of those last second uh victories uh for the who's when they won in miami last season uh on another missed kick i believe um virginia miami usually a very entertaining game uh whether it's blowouts uh, for the who's or, or, or barn burners with no defense or, you know, sloppy muddy games, uh, that I remember as well. Um, it's a home game. It's a conference game. I mean, this is sort of that one you you've got, uh, a dark horse Heisman talk and a new coaching staff that everyone in Miami is saying, you know, is reason to believe they're going to be immediately better for, for, you know, fair enough. I mean, a coaching staff that brings in a real resume. So there's good reason to believe in crystal balls um, ability to, to do well in Miami, but like it's still Miami football. Who's never quite looked like anything to be afraid of um, for as long as they've been in our conference pretty much. So Paul, I mean, this opportunity for Virginia to make a statement that, you know, our new coaching staff is here to to challenge in the coastal for the remainder of the coastal existing. Uh, what do you see when you look at the Canes coming to town? This is this is for me the almost the the complete opposite of Georgia Tech and and mm-hmm. well specifically of of the coaches that um, I will trust Mario Cristobal until I have a reason not to. Right. Uh, that the identity that he installed of a physical and still fast um on both sides of the ball at Oregon um you know that's that is I I think he's got all of the profile of somebody who has built programs or or rebuilt programs at each sort of stop along his way um and was the obvious home run hire for Miami now do obvious home run hires always work out no ask Scott Frost ask Nebraska fans um Mm -hmm. but uh there is there is a lot to believe in around Mario Cristobal. And, and I think the, the, you know, there Miami's issue hasn't been talent. It, it right. hasn't been not having talent. It's been not getting production out of their talent. Uh, and I think Cristobal is going to write that ship and I think do it pretty quickly. Uh, so I, I just, yeah, this is um, the first and a, a very crucial four game home stretch. Uh, but I think it's one that goes down as a loss. All right, Zach. Yeah, I, I also think that, that this will be a loss. Um, Van Dyke with, with a, a returning offensive line and, and a couple good backs. Obviously, they, they lost a couple wide receivers, so, so that's a bit of more of a question mark. Or what are they going to do through the air? Who, who is Van Dyke going to throw the ball to? Um, and then, you know, it, the defensive line or the front front seven, I guess, is, is not a, a sure thing um, for Miami, but I just think that they have enough going for them um, as Paul said, with, with, with Chris Paul being able to right the ship, yeah, um, and and you know, I just I think that Miami overall is is a more complete team than Virginia is, and and has more strength where it's critical 
critical to have strength. Yeah, I agree. And I think like, uh, you know, not to echo you guys exactly, but to exactly echo you guys um, there, you know, that coach accessibility to make that defense good enough to, to handle what Virginia is going to throw at them. Whereas I have no faith in Virginia to handle Miami's offense until I'm proven otherwise by the unknowns that are ahead of us. So as far as uh, August predictions go, going to go with a loss as well. Uh, which I believe has them at five and three for me and for Paul six and two for Zach. Yeah. Six and two. All right. All right. Zach, I, I didn't even celebrate that you have them bowl eligible uh, seven weeks in. And they're going to uh, have to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, next up. Speaking of losses, North Carolina uh, <laughs> coming, coming to town, the, the South's oldest rivalry. Um, and a streak that unfortunately has come to an end as far as beating uh, UNC in Charlottesville. Um, you know, it would be nice to beat them so that we could maybe start um, winning some recruits against them. I don't know, Paul, what do you see? Uh, so this is uh, my, my feelings on this game were solidified by being reminded that Steve Spurrier once referred to Mac Brown as Mr. February, uh, as in the, the king of signing day, back when there was only, right. only the February signing period. And we're starting to see a little bit more of that at Carolina. They've had very dominant recruiting classes, you know, sort of punching above their weight. Um, but that hasn't translated onto the field yet. Um, and I, I don't know. I've, I've, I think there are enough question marks about Carolina that this, this I think is one of those games that everything on paper, Virginia should lose this game. But this is one of those games that this is the, yeah, this, you know, to the extent like the Louisville game was a toss up and I, I put it against the who's, I think this one's similarly toss up E um, and I'll put it to the who's, um, you know, the fact that they're replacing, they brought in Gene Chizik uh, to try and, and fix the defense. Not a big fan of that move. Uh, we, we've seen before when Mac Brown starts to bring in his old friends to fix his same problems, things have not gone well. Um, so my hope is that, uh, a little bit of Mr. February magic, uh, helps the who's get a win to kick off November. Uh, and for me, that would put them into the bowl eligible column. Love it. Zach. Yeah. You know, I, I sort of looked at the, when I was prepping for this podcast, I looked at sort of the back half of the schedule and I, and I think that I also think North Carolina is a winnable game. They underperformed last season. Um, even when, you know, Luke May was there and I, I don't think that, um, Drake May is, is, is the same, obviously, caliber there. Um, and, and I, you know, I, home game coming off of, of a loss to Miami, I, I think the Hoosier are able to pull this one out. Um, and obviously the, the last stretch, the last three games are going to be um, tough as well. But I, I don't think that they're going to squander, you know, four home games. So I, I think that they'll be able to handle the UNC. Man, you guys, so I thought, you know, I was expecting a little uh, pessimism, um, and, you know, based on the, the, the trends, you know, to, surrounding the the auras of these programs. Um, and I was going to go with a win and, uh, and, you know, sort of feel like I was being savvy, but now I'm just following you. But I, yeah, I, Carolina is uh, also a betting, um, or the who's are. Uh, 
right now Vegas favorites to uh, better odds to win the Coastal than UNC. Um, and I'm going to go with that. Like <laughs> it's a home game. It's a toss up and we owe them one and they don't have Sam Howell or many of the, they still got the one, but uh, many of those great receivers. So I'll, I'll believe in that coaching staff when I see it. So yeah, I'm going bowl eligible. Yeah. We're riding high. We're, we're doing the same thing we did last year. That's what I'm predicting. We go bowl eligible. And then we get to November um, or it's already November in this, but anyway, Pitt comes to town next November 12th, the Panthers. You probably remember last year's game as the shootout that both teams scored a lot of points. One team scored as many points as it wanted. <laughs> and uh, the who's lost a tough one uh, on the road. So coming back to uh, Charlottesville for, uh, the Pitt Panthers with a new quarterback, you know, you gotta, you gotta replace uh, Kenny Pickett. Maybe that's a chance for the experienced Brent Armstrong to get some revenge. Paul, how do you see it play now? Yeah, there's just, there has been so much outflux from, from Pitt uh, that you've got, you've got Kenny Pickett gone. You've got Jordan Addison gone. Uh, yeah. You can call it almost like a, a, a trade that Keaton Slobis came in from USC and just got named their, their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the over potentially overlooked loss here is Mark Whipple, the offensive coordinator leaving as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, there's been talk of, of Pat Narduzzi wanting to get more involved with the offense, uh, bringing in an offensive coordinator from, from Boston college. So I, I think their offense is going to take a big, big, massive step back this year. Mm. Um, so I, unfortunately I have this down as the last bright, bright spot in the season foreshadowing. Um, but uh, I do have this one down as a win for the who's to get them to seven and three and five and two in the conference. All right. Uh, Zach. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to differ with Paul here. I, I think that this is a loss. I think Slovis still gives them enough offensively obviously they're going to take a step back from 2021 they're not going to have that same season but I think that there's enough defensively um that's going to make this a game and and I think that Pitt I I think Slovis will have a resurgent 2022 season perhaps in in a new system obviously Addison being gone lost a couple other pieces but defensively I mean they have six all ACC guys coming back um I think that that's going to be a a solid unit that's going to give UVA trouble and it, it you know I, I I have faith that UVA's defense will be improved uh, with it uh, on the defensive line and in probably in the linebackers room as well, um, but n- not enough that it's going to be uh, able to handle you know well they'll be able to handle Pitt but but I think that Pitt will handle UVA's offense better um, so I think I think Pitt will win this probably by by a field goal maybe a little more. Yeah, I think they'll win by double digits, um, and it's because of the strength of their defense, um, but. Yeah, um, you know, it's it, I I could see Brennan getting his revenge, and I could see Pitt stalling, like you were alluding to, Paul. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in a resurgent UVA defense, but hopefully, I'm wrong. So I'll go with a loss. Um, and I guess that keeps me at uh, six wins, while you guys are at seven wins, and we've got the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Uh, the 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 mid major darlings of last year's football season one of one of the mid major darlings. Um, does our coach still have a mullet? That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, like Paul, give me give me some preview tidbits about. I I feel like you're gonna pick a loss, and I feel I like am. everyone's gonna pick a loss, and I'm not totally 
sure that that's a good pick. <laughs> so to, so convince I, me. Look, I'm going to, this is in, in the, yeah, probably when we get to the end of things, like even if I'm right on the overall record, this is probably one of the ones that I get flipped with some that I've picked as a win somewhere else. But <laughs> I, there, there's part of me there's why is this on the schedule? <laughs> well, this is this is this is one of those vestiges of the just idiotic scheduling decisions that plagued this program for so long. There mm. was in the last five years, there was never an offseason where we're like, you know, who would be a good, easy win to put on the schedule? Coastal Carolina. Um, and so, no, it is Coastal is not the same Chanticleers that we saw in that sort of late season undefeated match with with BYU. That was sort of can one of these teams, you know, sneak into the playoff as a mm-hmm. an outsider. Um, but they're always going to do something inventive. They, they, the the, the offense that the Jamie Chadwell and Lee Korn have sort of adapted there. They've they know how to play as an underdog. I know we talked about this, but sort of one of my concerns about Elliot is is the can you play can you think and act and make decisions the way that an underdog needs to coming from a place like clemson um you know coastal is a team that, that's made its bread and butter that way so um I, I don't know if you want to call it a trap game i don't know if you want to call it you know whatever uh but i just there's something about this one that jumps off the page uh mostly because my cousin went to coastal so losing this game will be very very painful for me personally which is why i assume it's going to happen <laughs> all right zach yeah, you know, when I was originally doing this, I I, I was thinking coastal loss, but I, I, they don't bring a lot back. And what they what they do bring back is elite. Um, but I, I don't think that they have the complete team. Um, and it's weird that I'm saying that that UVA might have a more complete team. Um, but I, I think at home they'll take this. I I think they're gonna win this. I mean, coastal has um Josiah Stewart, I believe is the name, uh, like fifth in sacks or something last year uh, as a true freshman. Um, you know, they're going to be able to to bring some pass rush with him, but I think they only had, they they lost eight or nine starters on their defense. They only have two offensive linemen coming back. Um, like almost their entire receiving core is gone. I think they have like one, uh, transfer wide receiver, but there's just not a lot there. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's going to be tough, like break Grayson McCall's back quarterback. Um, so that'll give them some, some stability. Um, but I, I think UVA wins this and eight wins is a lot, but um, I, I think UVA's schedule can, can fit that. And, and I think that they'll, you know, I, this would, I think, put me having them go two and two in these, in this, in this home stretch, which I think would be just about right. Um, you can flip the games, but I, I think that the UVA will take this. Yeah, I feel like it, it, it almost in the the same reasoning that I feel um, like a loss against Pitt is the reason I think they'll win against Coastal. And it's not to be like, it's too trendy of a upset for Coastal. Or it's not even an upset for Coastal. Like they were all over ESPN last year. It just is exactly what you said that the, the, the roster depth is going to favor Virginia. Um, I think Brennan and the receivers are going to get to do whatever they want, um, hopefully. And that should be enough that even if Coastal is able to pull off, you know, put the hell they could score four touchdowns, you know, five touchdowns of Virginia could still win. Um, so hopefully it's not uh, giving up five touchdowns to Coastal Carolina and still win. But regardless, if they can get a W, everyone I think will be saying, okay, you showed me 
that you're not going to get tripped up as like the mediocre power five school that hosts the up and coming, you know, awesome um, mid major. So I'll, I'll go win. Um, that gets, uh, gets me to seven, right? Right. Now you guys are at seven. I'm at eight. All right. Road game. Blacksburg. Maybe some Duke's Mayo bowl on the line. I don't know. Probably not the coastal on the line this year for either of these teams. You consult uh, Vegas, you know, they like the Who's season long much more than they like the Hokies. Uh, obviously, both teams we know have new coaching staffs, um, plenty of roster turnover. Uh, you know, their quarterback situation is nothing uh, to feel good about compared to the Who's quarterback situation. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all know what I'm gonna say, right? So, Paul, you can you could go ahead and cover uh, what your thoughts on uh, on this this year's iteration of the Commonwealth Cup. I'll believe it when I see it. Europe last UVA win in Blacksburg was 1998. Europe last UVA win in Blacksburg was 1998. It was the Ahmad Hawkins game. So was Zach I, alive in 1998? I, I truly say, don't know. I don't know if he was. I don't know. Please say yes. <laughs> that's five years before I graced the planet. Oh, come on. Yeah. That was 24 years ago. Uh, I really, I obviously I should have known you weren't because I know what year it is. And I, yeah. Oh my God. It's still stunning. Okay. Pierce and I both here. just had like sudden onset arthritis. We're still not here to <laughs> to talk about how old i am or uh, how old you're not um any any more to add paul i'm sorry we sort of cut you off there uh we, this the program has exercised the tech demon they haven't exercised the tech in blacksburg demon and i'll believe it when i see it and i i don't have there's too many question marks about this team even with the question marks around virginia tech um you know, it, it is not at all difficult for me to see our questions all being answered one way and their questions all being answered the other. And, um, you know, this is yet another end of season Thanksgiving weekend disappointment. All right, Zach, what say you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I tech is weak in a lot of areas. They don't they're not good in the trenches on either side of the ball. Um, and, you know, not that UVA is particularly strong. Um, as known quantities in either of these areas, but you know, there, there's reason. Yeah, I don't know. UVA has a chance, but I, I'm kind of with Paul. Uh, this is where my UVA sports pessimism sort of goes. All of it um, mm. is, is UVA Virginia Tech. I don't think we've exercised the demon. I know we got the win, but like for me, like 2019 was just like a dream year in every sense of like, like I still have March doubts about UVA basketball. I still have doubts about. <laughs> you know uva actually being able to beat tech or virginia tech again and yeah i don't think and also to put them at nine and three with this roster i think it's ridiculous so yeah i'll go pause <laughs> well i mean if they get to nine and three they've had a lot of help from a pretty favorable schedule i think we can yeah. all agree yeah. to that and if they do get to nine and three, regardless of if this game is involved in those wins or not, it shows you a lot about this coaching staff. Um, you know, obviously it's, it would involve Brennan having another great year and there's no reason to not anticipate that Brennan is a great player. Well, you know, one of the best quarterbacks um, regardless of system that we've seen in the Virginia football program. So, 
there's reasons to be optimistic and we've covered at great length the the reasons to 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 pause on that because of the things that we don't know that all being said it brings me to talking about this virginia tech team it's it's a weird thing to discuss as uva fans and i feel like anyone objectively looking at this Virginia tech team and the questions that they have is real down on them. And I don't mean particular to this UVA game. I mean, as a season, as a depth chart, uh, as a, you know, what's, what's this coach pride coming in with that is going to suggest that this is going to be a successful hire. There's a lot of negativity out there is my point about Virginia Tech and that can pile up on a new coaching staff. We're talking the last game of the season in a season that might go very poorly in Blacksburg that already the vibes are have ended badly with the previous coaching staff, which is sort of different than the the turnover here at UVA. Yeah, we had bad vibes because of the ridiculous nature of that tech loss last year, but no one was like not many people were as out on the Mendenhall era as they were. Of course, the Virginia Tech fandom was entirely out on whatever his name was. Um, <laughs> Easy is, I think, what the message boards refer to him as. But, but Virginia Tech came in with that complete wheels off program with a, a piecemeal coaching staff. And we talked about going into that game. It was worst case scenario that they had already let what's his face go. And we're letting this former player coach it. Yeah. We, we 10 out of 10 nailed that that game preview and called exactly what besides the absurdity in the way that Virginia blew it. But nonetheless, it was a loss with that shouldn't have been a loss. So all those, negative things that might occur in Blacksburg, no matter what happens with coach prize first year and whoever it is that's playing quarterback for them these days, or will be, it might even not be the same guy. I think, you know, that we see kick off the season for the Hokies is starting at quarterback when, when they come to town or when we go there anyway, I'm rambling to say that, yeah, I'm expecting a loss, but what a massive opportunity for coach Elliot to take advantage of a down year, potentially down year in Blacksburg and an amazing quarterback talent here in Charlottesville and to go in and can you imagine no matter what happens to the rest of these games to go in and start with a, a win over the Hokies and that other new coaching staff, man, that's an opportunity. Every year is a freaking opportunity, though, if you can actually beat them, right? Like we've been echoing that over and over and over. I predict loss. Believe it, <laughs> believe it when I see it. But sorry to end on a, a, a down note, but I think everybody listening probably understands, uh, you know, why we feel this way and that it doesn't mean that we won't be wrong. And it doesn't mean that we won't feel otherwise after a few games. So I'm going to continue to echo that through through the end here is that um, I think we'll we'll know a lot more about how we feel about this team and this coaching staff after watching say that Illinois game. Um, so it's right around the corner, friends. So uh, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks, thanks to you two for uh, sticking with me through this hour long season preview. Uh, and we'll be back next week uh, as we gear up for 
uh, kickoff in that uh, Labor Day weekend game against the Spiders. So until then, for everybody at Streakin' I am Pierce. Stay tuned to the blog for more stuff coming through around the corner. Been been real nice. Check out around the corner if you haven't. If you haven't checked on the blog and you just get this in your iPhone feed or whatever, uh, iTunes feed, go ahead and uh, make sure you're te- checking out the new uh, return of around the corner. And uh, we'll see you next week. Go Hoos. 